0: July 27, 2021, 9 a.m. Welcome to the City Council Special Workshop. Uh, I'm gonna call this meeting to order. Please join me in a pledge of allegiance. Very good. Go ahead.
1: Mayor Bronchino. Here. Councilmember Barbosa. Here. Councilmember Clufas. Present. Councilmember Danko is absent.
0: Very good. On special uh, workshops or meetings, we don't have uh, public comments. Today we may have to. With the permission of my colleagues, may have to open an exception a little later for the Home Builders Association, as they called yesterday, to uh, that they wanted to speak regarding this, uh, the building part of the the, the budget part. Of. Uh, is the lady here yet? Not yet, sir. Not yet. So, if the lady is not here yet, we'll proceed normally with what was scheduled, and then at the proper time will allow her if my colleagues, but at the proper time, my colleagues allow it to to go on, we'll do it so. uh, Elena, would you like to start our presentation?
1: Morning, Mayor and City Council. Morning. Staff is here to present to you the enterprise fund budgets to include the water and wastewater utility, stormwater, building, and information technologies today. So we will start with a quick review of the budget timeline. As you remember, the process started in March with workshops to review survey results, as well as the financial audit. We covered the year-to-date budget results in April and reviewed fund accounting, revenue restrictions, as well as property tax. During July, we have had weekly budget presentations for you and we'll continue them in August. You will have the opportunities to review the budgets where you can ask questions as we go through the budget process. As a reminder, we will come back to you on August 3rd to set the millage rate. So presentation overview, Uh, we will cover the water and wastewater operating fund summary as well as the five-year capital projects plan. Stormwater will present the fund summary, projects per the accelerated plan, and the five-year capital plan. Building will present the operating fund summary and information technology will present the enterprise fund summary. This is an overview of the FTEs. Currently water and wastewater have 146 FTE positions and are requesting five new positions for a total of 151 FTEs for fiscal year 2022. Stormwater currently has 48 FTEs and are requesting five new positions for a total of 53 for fiscal year 2022. For the building department, the only change is the split for the code enforcement supervisor from 50% to 65%. Information Technology Enterprise Fund has one FTE and is not requesting any additional positions for fiscal year 2022. The next slides will give you more detail on the positions being requested. For water and wastewater fund, they are requesting a customer service representative, three utility system technicians for water collection, water distribution, and meters. They are also requesting a senior project manager. The building fund we already discussed, the code enforcement supervisor percentage allocation change. Stormwater fund is requesting an equipment operator, two swale specialists, a project specialist and a senior project manager. So I will now turn it over to Director Jason Di Lorenzo to go over the building fund budget.
2: Good morning, Mayor, City Council, and Mayor. Just so you know, the Home build Association was provided a, a copy of the budget. So be able to speak not based on just this slide as well okay so if you wanted to accommodate them when they do arrive uh, so uh, good morning thank you very much um, you'll remember from the general fund uh, presentation that we're asking to split the code enforcement officer uh, I'm sorry the um, the code supervisor from 50-50 to 65 35 with the 65 being in building and the 35 being in code uh, that is the gentleman that does all our unlicensed activity um, a presentations to the county and uh, writes up those uh, infractions, and uh, that's based on workload. In addition, uh, I wanted to point out that um, over the last uh, year, on July 1st to June 30th, we reviewed 16,359 permits in the building division and issued 15,678 permits, and we performed over 46,000 building inspections alone. That doesn't include um, stormwater and utility inspections and, and so on. That's just that's just building uh, the, um This budget includes $350,000 in it for um, private provider plan review. That's something we've been using for about 18 months to maintain our level of service. Last year, we were hoping we were uh, going to be able to fill all of our open plan, a uh, plan reviewer positions. And we actually only budgeted a hundred thousand for that, and then we had to uh, move dollars around to make and uh, make that work, because we spent considerably more. This budget considers a full year of private provider plan review at three fifty, a change in two fifty from the year before, and making up a large difference in our uh, in our change here. Now, saying all that, we recently were able to hire a senior plans examiner. Uh, <laughs> with a lot of experience. And he's been able to um, take on a lot of the workload and we anticipate that in the next few weeks, we're actually between him and uh, all the work we're doing in on our internal internship program, gonna be able to start taking back some of the um, private providers work and reduce our overall cost. But just in case, well, of course we had to budget for it to make sure we'd, we'd have the dollars available it, uh, to maintain the level of service.
3: May I ask, uh, are you satisfied with the quality of work that we're getting from our external partner?
2: Yes, uh, the Patrick Buckley, the chief building official has worked with them very closely to make sure that um, they are reviewing the same way we would review. And that's gonna be really important as we start taking um, projects back from them because then we'll have the same types of permits being reviewed internally and externally. So aligning them with what we're looking for was really important and Patrick's worked really hard with that occasionally we have hiccups but usually we we can get them right back in line and and make sure we're having consistent um, uh, reviews and their speed has been uh, perfect they're meeting our performance measure of of five days without a problem awesome excellent thank you
0: any other questions (coughs) thank you no actually uh, is Marie here Uh, all right Uh, let me remind again that yesterday I did have a text sent to me, and this morning I spoke with uh, uh, Mr. Amaral, Jr., regarding for you to be able to speak about the the building permits fund. Thank
4: you. I appreciate it. And
0: before you start, I would like to ask my colleagues if they don't have any inconvenience with you speaking. Absolutely. Go for it. You're not a guest. Please, just say your name for the record and uh, who you are and what brings you here.
4: Good morning, my name is Anna Maria Long. I'm the executive officer at the Flagler Home Builders Association. Um, We've worked closely with the building department over the past about two years, um, and we appreciate the relationship that we have. In that time, we found uh, that there was a large surplus, which was known about and nothing was done about until we began meeting. Um, Some of that was delayed due to COVID, some of the you know what are we going to do about it? Um, the the problem we have with that is since the building department's been a, uh, established, that's happened twice now, and it is a violation of stat state statute. Okay, they cannot have more than uh, the average of four years of their budget. On that note, the budget for the past four years has been grossly overinflated, never having actually met those numbers. Um, that is how. Uh, we, we came to agree to a $2 million surplus versus a 2.4 million. 2.4 would have been allowed under that law, 2 million is more reasonable. Um, we are concerned about the gross increase to the budget for this year. Um, we want to be sure that the personnel services, that they're not budgeting for um, the unfilled staff positions as well as the outside service who's doing the plan reviews because that would be double budgeting. And so obviously all of our permit fees from the new fee study that was done, um, they're all based on the budget, right? So that's why we want to verify that that's all very accurate. Um, we see that there's been some changes to how funds are appropriated between um, different departments and how, you know, people's time is split. And we appreciate that. Um, We believe it would be beneficial for all the enterprise funds to be reviewed by a third party accountant. We in no way believe that there's any malicious intent within the uh, department. However, we believe perhaps over the past 10 years, there's been bad practices that have led to this. Um, One of the major things that's concerning was $900,000 was misappropriated from stormwater to the building department. Building department kept that money and <coughs> wore it down during the um, the moratorium on impact fees. or oh, sorry, on permit fees. Uh, but it makes me wonder how stormwater functioned without $900,000 that they were meant to have. Um, and that kind of goes into why all the enterprise funds need to be looked at. And again, I want to be super clear: we don't believe there's malicious intent. It's just that something's not right. We want to make sure it doesn't happen again and I have six seconds, so that's it.
0: Right. I was gonna give you more time if you need it because you're <laughs> but but uh, if, you son- if you're done, you're done. Okay, uh, Jason, are you able to answer uh, the question, especially the doubles, the double budgeting, uh, the state statute violations, and the uh, change of funds, and the bad practice for the last 10 years? Good morning, Anna. Good morning. Yes, sir. The um, we have
2: to budget for the open positions. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to hire for the budget, uh, for the open positions so uh, Like I mentioned um, we budgeted for a full-year pri- pri- Private provider, but we hope to not use it. Yes, that will mean we'll come in under budget um, But that would be good uh, as far as the state statute uh, according to our uh, Fee consultant that you saw last week um, I think the um, million is uh, where we would be legally uh, using our last four years of average operating. And we're at 2 million. So we're under that. And we address that by, you know, um, not having permit fees for about uh, 18 months or or so. And and also going through the rate study to reduce uh, the fees and to hopefully solve that yo-yo that I discussed uh, last week. And you had one more? Uh, sir, no. It was oh, just uh, was it uh, the stormwater more dollars to yeah. so that uh, that was also discussed at the rate study last week and through our um, Work with the consultant um, We did find that uh, one of uh, the um, Inspections stormwater fees uh, Associated with new construction was being retained in the building fund But we fixed that earlier this year stormwater started receiving uh, their dollars and it's fixed with
0: uh, Anna Marie, uh, this doesn't mean that. uh, And forgive me to call you Anna Marie because your last name I didn't get. That's all right.
4: It's long. Okay, and
0: (laughs) (laughs) that does not mean that you, your organization, cannot meet with uh, Jason Mm DeLorenzi and uh, the future mayor, uh, whoever he or she is, uh, regarding this situation. Plus, on the 24th, I believe it's the 24th, you're going to have a complete package that uh, it's going to be discussed again, isn't it?
5: Yes, that is correct.
0: So, therefore, uh, thank you for coming by. Thank you for giving your concerns. Thank you. And uh, we'll take it from there.
4: Thanks so okay. much. We look forward to continuing our work with the building. Thank department. you. Thank I you. Same
0: here. Any questions regarding the permit uh, uh, funds? Over here. Okay, not here. Let's go to the next
6: Uh, Thank you, Mayor, City Council. So, we're going to move on to the uh, water and wastewater budget. Uh, It'll be a co-presentation between myself and Steve Flanagan, your utility director. So, uh, this is a summary of the water and wastewater utility operating revenues and expenditures. Total estimated increase is approximately 5.6 percent. Balance fund balance appropriation is decreasing in fiscal year 22, and the request for 319.900 is for one-time equipment purchases for the uh, utility operations. The fiscal year 2021 fund balance appropriation was for equipment purchases and for the transfer to capital projects for the portion allocated at the public works facility, so you will not have that in fiscal year 2022. Uh, We're gonna go ahead and review detailed expenditure budgets in the next few slides. Uh, And again, council should have received the uh, detailed worksheets as part of your agenda package. We've also added the worksheets to the city's website for the public. As you can see, the uh, customer service division budget is increasing by 32%. This is primarily due to the new position requested for a customer service representative, and the reallocation of IT internal services portion from non-departmental to uh, individual budgets. So you will see the decrease in the non-departmental as you see the increase in the divisions budgets. Uh, Since that change was done for the utility as a whole, you'll see that same pattern as we review all the other operating budgets. Utility finance division budget is increasing by 8.6%. That is primarily due to, like I said, the reallocation of IT internal services portion from non-departmental to the individual budget. You'll also note a decrease in interest on customer deposits. That's a direct reflection of the current investment market where there isn't much to be earned in interest. Utility administration division budget is decreasing by 0.1%. Again, there's an increase for the reallocation of the internal IT internal services portion, but, and also a plan delay in the hiring of the environmental compliance manager, so they basically cancel each other out. The non-departmental budget, the decrease in operating expenditures is the offset to those IT increases in the department budgets that I mentioned earlier. Um, Today, we are closing on the series 2021 refinancing of the series 2013 bonds. So the expected annual savings is going to be approximately 489,000. The savings are not reflected on the above, as we're still uh, accounting for closing costs, but we will update the budget for the um, August 24th presentation. The intra fund transfer requested for fiscal year 22 is uh, the required RNR annual transfer. Uh, per the la- last rate study, we are to increase it annually. Uh, for a ceiling of 15%. So this year will be our last year at 12 percent. And then the following year, you'll see the transfer at 15%. Um, that is all for your non-departmental. I will pass the presentation to Steve, and he will review the balance of the operating budgets.
7: Thank you, Helena. Good morning, Mayor, Council, citizens. Good morning. Um, We're going to start with wastewater pumping. Wastewater pumping, uh, there's a couple of these uh, utility divisions that I want to give you a little bit of better idea maybe on what they actually do f- for the community. Uh, wastewater pumping handles about 160 plus or minus pump stations on a daily basis to make sure that they're providing for our citizens what their needs are. Um, the good news in this past year in this division is we installed 35 new generators to provide backup service in parts of the community. Um, that was a big gain, and it was also largely funded by FEMA, which was a, a, a nice win. Uh, as Helena spoke about earlier, um, one of the big expenses or additional expenses in this uh, item or division is roughly $90,000 of the reallocation of the IT expenses. Um, a couple of other small things are additional maintenance costs for the new generators we have. Uh, we have roughly 30 existing, so 65 total now, so there'll be a little bit more money expended on maintenance of the generators, So roughly about $40,000 there. Um, And then some miscellaneous replacement supplies for pump station odor control units at about $15,000 Next up we'll go into wastewater collection Uh, There's about an 18.9 percent increase there. This is partly uh, due to one increased uh, employee Uh, and this employees primary functions will be PEP system maintenance, which uh, there's a lot of new PEP tanks going in every week uh, with our growth, and uh, we definitely need the help on our PEP side for maintenance. Um, Then in addition, we have a fleet replacement that's added about $125,000. That's for a large cleaning vehicle known as a VACCON in our business. Um, In addition to that fleet replacement, we have Uh, Fleet maintenance of added about $50,000 to this divisions total and then we have some new equipment some camera equipment that goes through our gravity sewer lines uh, To help us maintain and keep flow and a small trailer uh, That totals about $85,000 in new equipment wastewater plant one up about 13.9% Uh, Part of this is we had a a part-timer that mowed our uh, spray fields um, Down in the south down in um, off of old Kings Road, and he has retired So we put about thirty five thousand dollars in there for mowing of that that uh, facility Um, Then there's the reallocation once again of the IT costs at about eighty one thousand and about forty five thousand on miscellaneous small equipment, card readers, samplers, and meters at the plant. Next up, uh, wastewater plant two, uh, small increase of 5.4%. Um, most of this is uh, miscellaneous uh, small increases across the board, as well as $12,000 expense in repair and maintenance for valve operator repairs and blower belts at the plant. We move into water, water plant one, um, 6.2% increase, $76,000 of reallocated IT costs, and then about $50,000 in increased chemical costs. Uh, That's mostly due to increases in lime, but some, some slight increases in other chemicals as well. Water plant two, 8.5% increase. Uh, 67,000 of that is IT reallocation once again. And then in other contractuals, we have about $40,000 additional for sludge handling. And a lot of that is based on demand of uh, water. So it could go up or down a little bit, but that's our best estimate. Uh, Water plant 3, 10.7% increase. Uh, There's about $7,500 additional in there this year, this coming year, for cleaning of the ground uh, storage tank. And then $67,000 in additional IT allocation, or transfer of the allocation from non-departmental, back into the budget, uh, operating budgets. Water quality. This uh, division is a division that uh, maintains our water quality out out in the system, in the distribution system. They're required to take samples and um, send them to the lab to make sure we're in compliance with the state. And we're about to actually to hit another threshold of population. So once we hit certain thresholds of population, we have to increase the amount of points in the system that we actually sample. So there's a slight increase there due to that. Uh, there is also a fleet replacement allocation, uh, additional cost of about twenty-five thousand there. Water distribution. This is the big uh, animal here, fifty-four point three percent, and uh, basically most all of that is related to growth and new construction but there are a few other things in there. Um, IT allocation, 219,000, two new employees, one for our meter reading operations and meter maintenance. And um, one thing I'd like to stress on that is uh, when we think of meter readers or we talk about meter readers, we think about all they do is go out and read meters. That's really not what this position is now about. It's all about maintenance. It's all about replacing our existing uh, meters out in the system that after about 12, 15 years they start to slow down and we lose a lose revenue and so we need them to be accurate so that everybody pays the share they should pay. Uh, so a lot of that has to do with that new employee and changing out meters. Um, and then there's a one other, employee and distribution that will do more of the backflow uh, certification and protection of the individual customer systems. Um, We have fleet replacement allocation at 60,000, fleet maintenance addition of about 25,000, and then miscellaneous supplies at about 40,000 for additional valves, fittings, and miscellaneous parts. And then the big, the big number, of course, that we spoke about or mentioned is roughly $2 million of this increase is for growth-related. And in fiscal year 21, we based the budget off of thir- what we guessed was 13 new, 1,300 new installs. It looks like at the end of September, we're guessing right now, based on our best guesses, We're going to do about 2,200 instead of 1,300. So next year, we've actually budgeted for 3,000. If we get the 3,000, we'll have basically hit the mark. If we end up a little lower, we won't use all of that money. And uh, basically, um, our capacity fees pay for all of that uh, growth work that actually happens. So uh, then construction management and engineering uh 29.1% increase. Uh, this is basically for a new senior project manager position. Uh, you know, a utility of this size has a great need for capital investment and renewal and improvements and expansion, and uh, Carl's folks do a great job, but there's not enough of them to keep up with our capital plan. So. This this is another position to try and help keep up with the capital uh, The five-year capital basically as it continues to move forward Water and wastewater capital fund summary Um, We go into the revenues we talked about the impact or we tend to call them capacity fees Uh, Those are the dollars that are coming in to pay for all that growth expansion, you have uh, a slight amount of interest on investments, the Old Kings Road Special Assessment District interest, uh, the transfer that Helena talked about to the R&R funds, um, then the Kickstart uh, program um, repayment, uh, some grants that we've kind of uh, best guessed that we may be able to get. out of the American Rescue Plan uh, in the future. And then uh, s- some, the debt proceeds, which that's basically the SRF funding for the wastewater plant number two expansion. And then the carryover balance from prior years. And then we have the expenses, are miscellaneous utility services. This is really some uh, mostly environmental, uh, costs and Working with our consultants on our consumptive use permit and water quality type of uh, items Then we have the uh, total water system improvements at 10 million in change and a total wastewater system improvements at 25 million plus Which uh, as I stated most most or a good not most but a good share of that is for the wastewater plant number two expansion the water capital projects fund expand, uh, expenditures. We'll go into a little more detail now on, on the capital plan and, and what's included in it. Water treatment plant number one, uh, the highlight there is this is our, of course, our oldest water plant facility. And over the last few years, we've been working on trying to upgrade the electrical system, which is in uh, a great need of that. So we've got about $850,000, uh, budgeted this year to do those kinds of things. We've also got a uh, million dollars uh, Budgeted for lime sludge handling. We're looking at probably putting in a belt filter press to r- Reduce the amount of water that's in the sludge when we dispose of it. So they'll uh, Lessen the cost of the actual disposal as well. So it's kind of creates a big positive there um, and then uh, we moved to plant two. Plant two, we've got a, a few things going there. Uh, we will we'll be replacing some of the membranes in that facility. That's an RO uh, facility. Uh, we've got some money in there for fuel storage tank, and then some water quality improvements, um, and an additional sludge thickener, and some backwash process piping to relocate some chemical feed lines. Then water plant three. The main expenses there are we have some uh, oxygen generation equipment there that we're looking at probably replacing because it's life expectancy is about to expire. So we're considering going over to a liquid type oxygen. So we've got $900,000 in there for that project. And then we got $200,000 in there for waste tank yard plumbing. That project will actually uh, be done with the wastewater plant expansion since it's a uh, co-operated site. Um, Wells and well fields are next. Um, The the big items there are, we have, we've been working on uh, adding three additional wells to our south zone well field that serves water plant two. So there's about $1.7 million in there to finalize or finish that project. And then the other big item is just our normal uh, well replacements or well upgrades that could be anything from drilling a new well at an existing site to replacing a motor or a pump. Uh, so more of a maintenance item than than anything there. Uh, water mains. Uh, there's not a lot in water mains for this coming year, uh, but in the future we will ha- we will have some dollars there for possible developer projects as well as um, the Marineland Acres project on the beachside. Um, next up. We've got uh, distribution system improvements. A lot of this is uh, common everyday stuff that we do, Um, but most most of those dollars are for the transmitters that uh, connect to the water meter system, and is part of our AMI system that is working quite well. And um, then, in addition, uh, about 600. Fifty thousand dollars combined is for small commercial meter changeouts, as well as single-family home changeouts. And this is where the the meters start to run slow, and then we need to replace them to to keep them accurate and keep keep the uh, correct funding, if you will. So next up is our PEP system. We've got about six hundred and fifty thousand dollars in there for um, what we call system upgrades. Basically, what that is it, when the PEP system was originally designed and the small diameter pipelines were put in to service the PEP system, it was not designed to serve the ultimate capacity or build out of the city. So we're going in uh, over time and putting in parallel mains to. Uh, really especially in the areas that are more built out so it's a phase thing we're going to be doing this for many many years Um, then we have the new pep tanks at about uh, we budgeted three and a half million for that four hundred thousand for replacements in 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 this area and then uh, we're going to go into wastewater treatment plant one wastewater treatment plant one is our oldest wastewater facility, of course, and we've got some work there about a million dollars worth of work in the headworks system and bypassing that uh, when we have that need as well as uh, coding and rehab of that facility. And we have a million dollars in there for installing a new screw press um, in the solids handling. And a new above-ground storage tank facility, and uh, getting re- abandoning out our old underground uh, facilities as per uh, regulations, are starting to move towards making that happen. Then we also have a million dollars in there for diffused air that would go in the oxidation ditches, um, and then we have five hundred thousand uh, dollars. Basically, we've did, uh, done a study now to see if it's sensible to convert our spray field over to rib sites because you can dispose of a lot more um, effluent in ribs uh, over a same surface area as you can a spray field. So that study has now come back uh, basically successful saying that we can do that. So we'll be moving towards uh, design and then future years uh, construction of that facility change. Um, Force mains, sorry, jumped to the wrong thing. Wastewater Plant 2, not a whole lot of dollars in there at uh, Wastewater Plant 2 for the normal everyday stuff, but there's a lot of dollars in here for capital due to the expansion of Wastewater Plant 2. We've we've budgeted 11 million for this year depending on when the project starts We might spend a little more this year or a little less uh, than than those dollars Um, No dollars in uh, wastewater treatment plant number three that's a facility we may or may never get dependent on our agreements uh, with developers down in the south end of Old Kings Road uh, just south of the city limits. We don't have any dollars in there for force Mains. we may spend a couple of dollars but no big dollars um, this year. and then reclaim water mains. we do have a few dollars in reclaim water mains. We have um, about five hundred thousand dollars in there. Right now we have the outfall pipe that uh, takes concentrate water from water plant number three and allows it to discharge into the intercoastal waterway. For the most part, we have rarely used this pipeline or that facility discharge. We've been able to recycle water. So instead of throwing it away, so to speak, and putting it in an intercoastal waterway, we've been able to recycle that water into our system or a raw water system and feed it into water plant one, and uh, that combination of concentrate water and their regular source water has worked out quite well. Now in the future years, when we go to brackish water, we'll be, we'll have to use that line to discharge back into the intercoastal. But we're looking into the possibility of utilizing this line while it's not being used by the water system, uh, as a wastewater outfall. So there's some dollars in there for that. There's also about three quarters of a million dollars in there for extending the reclaimed system to the Indian Trails sports complex so that the sports complex can use reclaimed water to irrigate the fields there. Um, next up is lift stations. Not a whole lot in the lift stations most of this uh, these dollars are leftover dollars for wrapping up the generator projects and We have lift stations and pump stations Um, This this includes a Few things Um, Normally, we have about three hundred thousand dollars in there for pump station upgrades, so we'll pick one or two of the um, most deteriorated, I hate to use that word even, but uh, most in need of an upgrade or rehab. Um, And then we got $80,000 in there for a generator for one facility, um, $100,000 for additional odor control systems for pump stations, Uh, design start for a pump station 30, for one upgrade, that's over in the Cypress Knoll area. Uh, we have $1.8 million in for what we call eductor s- pump station conversions. The eductor pump stations are stations, some of our oldest stations in Palm Coast, and they're basically airlift stations. So we're working to convert them over to a normal submersible pump station. Uh, most of them are at their end, end of their useful life, really, when it comes down to it. And then we have about $50,000 in there for SCADA conversion to mission. And the remainder is for general plant uh, repair and rehab of $2.25 million. That includes gravity sewer pipelining. Uh, miscellaneous construction projects or repairs, replace of submersible pumps in the pump stations, and then uh, PEP replacement pumps and panels. Uh, and that concludes pretty much. i glad to take any questions. May I just have
3: two quick questions. Uh, first one, now that we've gotten all those FEMA generators installed, um, is that all of the generators you would like to see installed or, or do you have a demand for
7: generators that? exists and I'd love to see a generator at, at every pump station. understand now. We do have though. Keep in mind We do have uh, mobile pump uh, generators so do you do we need a pump uh, generator at each and every pump station? Probably not uh, but yeah, hurricane comes in, every, in the community, total communities out of power, it w- would be wonderful to have one at every station. Probably not the need, though. Understood. We can't we can ask for resources when things get to that point, too. So,
0: Thirty-five gotcha. were installed.
7: Thirty-five were installed this year, yes, sir. Well, how, how many wells don't have it? Well, we got roughly 65 generators on pump stations, and you got roughly 160 pump stations, so <laughs> <or> almost 100 <laughs> pump stations without generators. But we, we do determine which ones have the most critical need, for sure. So it's, it's mostly the smaller neighborhood pump stations that don't have a site gen- generator, but we do have portable generators.
3: And my second question um, was regarding mostly the pep tanks. I was curious if you had any supply chain issues acquiring pep tanks and whether or not that's cascaded down to some of the other stuff that you said we need to get and whether you're having difficulties
7: acquiring this stuff. We've had many supply chain issues uh, from everyday pieces and parts like the poly tubing that we use to connect a new customer, a new customer's home. Uh, matter of fact, that, that was very recent, within the last couple of weeks, we were scrounging around, asking any manufacturer or supplier we could find Got for poly tubing for both water and wastewater connections. Uh, so we've had a lot of issues potentially come up that we've been able to handle. Nice. Uh, one that did happen, like you mentioned, is pep tanks we did have an issue with our pep tank supplier. We have one supplier. We don't have multiple suppliers for pep tanks. Uh, and we got noticed that they were having a problem getting their resin out of Texas. Hmm. So, you know, other areas, you know, I, th- I think some of that problem was from the Texas we power system, yeah. grid system, but Uh, So, they kind of put us on notice and alerted us that they were having some issues and they thought that they may have some problems supplying us. And so, we kept track of that, and it did get to the point where we were (coughs) uncomfortable enough that we would not get the number that we need to keep up with the growth, so we went out and we did buy uh, some from another vendor to try out. And we thought about that maybe that's a good thing in the end who knows we may like the other vendors product better so uh, but that has calmed down our main supplier has now uh, been able to get the resin and keep up with us so awesome everything's good right now
0: no longer a problem
7: no longer a problem but there are you know we matter of fact in my weekly staff meeting that's one of our subjects we talk about every week any supply chain, you know, changes from week to week.
0: Before we go into stormwater farm, i just like to remind my colleagues that if you need any view finding about any of the stuff that was said here today, I'm pretty sure that the directors of the respective uh, areas will be glad to uh, give us a detailed information about Definitely. That. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
7: you.
1: Thank you, Steve. Carl Cody, director of stormwater, will now present the stormwater fund budget.
8: Yes, good morning. Um, So going through the overall summary here, you can see that there's quite a big jump going into next year, and this was a, a planned increase. We have typically in the past, you know, we have an enhanced stormwater program where we're looking where the rates are being increased annually. And as we do that, we're implementing some additional efforts throughout the department. And part of that is one year we do some planning and design and the next year we move forward with actually constructing, implementing those improvements. So the big increase overall in this fund is the uh, obtaining a bank loan, which was considered as part of the rate study analysis and that will fund some of the projects. And we'll go into more details specifically as to what those are. Um, there are some additional staff you'll note in, in here. We have a new equipment operator. Um, this is to assist our maintenance staff. Um, we have two swale specialists. We continue to evaluate our operations, look at how we can be more efficient, how we can be more productive. Um, we this, these two swell specialists are going to actually be able to assist us in completing more swell rehab work. They're going to be able to go out there and uh, do some of the setup work, do some of the locate work. They're going to assist with some of our citizen work order complaints. Uh, so th- it's really going to help uh, our efficiency in that, in that aspect. Um, our new project specialist, these, um, this person really is dealing with the inspections with the increase in permanent activity and construction. Um, these projects, we have three currently that are doing right away inspections associated with new construction, but they also are addressing citizens concerns as well. So with the increase in inspections, their time and ability to address and work with the citizens is very limited. So there's definitely a need for this additional person. And then we have a new senior project manager, and this is as we continue to grow our enhanced stone water program, we have more projects. We have our Ms 4 city permitting requirements, where there's more items that the city has to take care of and implement and monitor and report on so that that person is going to assist with, with those aspects as well. So this here is the engineering department. This is the area where, which has the the largest increase. And this is primarily for that $7 million. I mean, I apologize, $8 million loan. Um, So there's slight increase in personnel for the new position. And and the other big increase is really dealing with the capital expense with projects. stormwater maintenance. This is where we have the three new staff, the equipment operator, and there's two swale specialists I spoke about. So that's the increase in personnel. The operating costs um, are just tied to dealing with more work in some of the interdepartmental transfers uh, adjustments. The stormwater operations this here is a reallocation, um, reclassification of some positions. Um, we shifted a person over to maintenance, and we're adding a person in operation. So it's a little adjustment to some staff non-departmental really is primarily dealing with our debt services. So our stormwater Projects Enhanced Program, I wanted to cover that slightly. We have um, a lot of projects and analysis we're looking at doing system-wide. So we're, we are, we continue to monitor, to analyze, and to add capacity to look at the system in terms of what hasn't been addressed over the years, where do we need to um, put effort in to increase the functioning and capacity of the overall system. Um, the slide up here on the screen, here's our, our stormwater swell maintenance map. This here is tracking one all citizen complaint. So this is a public interface map that all residents have access to. I I believe council has seen this in the past. Um, So the the customer can go in here and see that, yes, you know, we track that there is a work order for swale work. The items in red are work to be done The items in green. That is work that's completed and, and they turn yellow when we're going, getting ready to start work in an area. We identify the areas throughout the city of where we're going to be and when. So it helps residents be aware that, yes, I'm on a list, yes, work's being done. Um, We don't lay out all the work. um, We lay out the next section. So we go into a section for two months a year and we rotate around the city with our two crews. So our enhanced stormwater program currently this fiscal year. As you can see, as I indicated, we did a lot of design projects. We had a um, design for replacement the, of the weir, uh, which is L4, which is on Royal Palms over here on the town center end. Our P1 weir is on Bell Terra at the Pine Grove Waterway, which is just south of White View Parkway. And W1, which is at the Buddy Taylor Middle School, we replaced the, year, the weir a few years back. Um, but we have the pipe crossings under the roadway that we need to address. Cause those are one of our major pipe crossings. We continue to inspect a lot of these major crossings where we do, you know, this is one where we don't want to have to get to a point where the pipes fail. We have to shut down the road and replace the pipes. So this will be one where we're going to go in and, and line the pipes um, and install a head wall and do some associated work with that project. So we bid this a few years ago. Um, the bids came in extremely high we went in, we value engineered it, looked at three different options and uh, redesigned the project. So we will be rebidding that um, to bring the cost down. Um, The section capacity improvements. A lot of this has to do with canal dredging. This is an ongoing project we'll talk about here in the the construction phase. Uh, Blair castle and Colbert lane. This is, um, Capacity improvement. We have pipes on the roadways that we're looking to upsize to improve capacity. This is really at the downstream end of our system, so that's really what the enhanced program is all about. You know, you start downstream and you work your way up. You know, so the water can't get out. You know, working on the upper end doesn't make a lot of sense. So we're, we've been concentrating on areas where we are having some limitations with the flow, and this is two of the areas that were identified as part of our analysis and our consultant in overall you know, citywide modeling, uh, pipe inspections. We did an additional 20 this year, case section drainage improvements. This was another area of the city. We we're looking at ways to add some capacity or improve the drainage and then just multiple capacity and conveyance projects that some of that we handle internally, um, uh, throughout the city. We had two ongoing construction projects this year. The E-section is one that just began. This is one where we obtained a, a SRF loan. So that is currently underway, has just begun. And then our K6 weir was completed this year and uh, also the uh, pipe crossing under Smith Trail. So in 22, we have the existing loan, the SRF loan for the E-section. That <coughs> will finish up next year. That's really a maintenance capacity improvement project. And then we have the new $8 million loan to cover. Five projects it would be the replacement of the L4 weir, replacement of the P1 weir, uh, lining the pipes on Belterre at W1, uh, upsizing and replacing the pipes at Blair Castle and Colbert Lane, and then K section drainage improvements. So I just want to highlight some of those pre- specific projects that are associated with the loan. And you can see on the map here, they're situated, you know, throughout the city. We also have another one that's under design in the north end at the London waterway capacity. Um, that is again, one that's in our five-year plan. You'll see where we're looking to potentially use American rescue plan dollars for, but you can see, we, we, we look at the system citywide. So we're identifying areas throughout the city of where we can make improvements, um, improve conveyance, add additional flood protection, um, we're adding, you know, controls, the canal flows monitoring, you know, replacing the aging infrastructure, um, just really overall flood protection, you know, this all goes back to our citywide master plan and our enhanced stormwater implementation. So the bell W1, it's really, they're large pipes, 84 inch culverts that cross bell Um, there's a, the timber boardwalk there that's on the. East side that goes to the school. We're, we'll have to remove and uh, take out a portion of that, um, and we'll put in a, uh, a replacement for that walkway. Um, we'll be doing some drainage inlets, some swale work, and just uh, some overall enhancement to deal with some erosion as well case section change improvements. There, there are several items down here that were identified. We did an analysis this fiscal year and looked at where do we need to make improvements. Um, and after the analysis was done, then we w- were currently in the design phase now of designing those improvements. So it's really to improve conveyance and capacity, provide additional flood protection. So we're replacing some some pipes. Um, at four locations with larger reinforced concrete box culverts. Colbert and Blair conveyance improvements. Again, we did some modeling that showed, you know, really the restricted by the size of the pipes at these road crossings. And so we really need to go in and enlarge the pipes. So basically we're re- removing and replacing the pipes with large concrete box culverts at these three locations we've been coordinating, you know, the Cobra is a County road. We've been coordinating with the County in that particular project as well. L four and P one control structure replacements. Again, these are our, some of our older control structures. Um, It's going to bring back the integrity of holding back the water. Um, We have replaced a lot of our older outdated ones or ones that have failed, but we still have a few out there that need to be done in the, P1 is one of those L4 is one that is actually going to provide additional flood protection. This is one of our major outfalls. There's a major, a lot of canals that outfall to this location and it to draw it down ahead of time is very slow process as part of the, the replacement. We're going to be able to draw down that canal system much quicker um, and be more effective. So additional SCADA controls and monitoring and, and various things we'll be adding to those. So our five year plan, you can see the stormwater fees are continuing to go up each year as, as part of our rate increase. I believe that ends in, in 24. Um, we have some tax dollars that do go into this fund. which is over a half a million dollars. You can see our debt proceeds, um, in 22, we show the SRF loan that's dirty in place. And then we show the new $8 million loan miscellaneous revenues. Those are some of the revenues associated with the, the permit fees that were looked at by council just last week. Um, so those are revenues that we collect and the American rescue plan. You can see some rev- proposed revenues for some projects in stormwater to be utilized there. And then our fund balance appropriation, is uh, some of the carryover. So operating expenses are uh, significant. We, you know, we do have a large maintenance staff, a large staff that that does a lot of the swell work, ditch work, pipe replacement work in-house. Um, you can see we worked down our stormwater facility projects. That's our, you know, in wor- some enhancement of our existing facility this fiscal year. Um, we may have some additional in the future. We're pretty much maxed out at that site. Um, it's an old old site as well, but we'll be moving to the new public works. You know, it's the, the plan in phase two. Saltwater canal system. This is where we have some pipes that outfall through the seawalls, and we there are some city-owned lands on the ends of the canals where the seawalls either are deteriorated, need to be replaced, or so there is no seawall. We're adding a seawall, um, so we have some dollars each year to uh, continue those efforts. Stormwater storage and detention. You can see in the upcoming years in 23, that's the London waterway capacity enhancement uh, project. That's going to be offset with those American rescue plan dollars is what we're seeking. Uh, construction structure replacements uh, that uh, really in the upcoming year, those are the two projects we talked about uh, L four and P one major pipe and canal crossings. Those are the Blair and Colbert pipe crossing, um, the K section improvement pipe crossings, various large pipes throughout the city. We have many of those capacity improvements. The E section is one of those. Um, we in Blair castle also we have some, some dollars with those associated capacity improvement tied to that one pipe replacements. This is so our system is comprised of many, many pipes. Um, that's an ongoing effort. That's going to continue. You know, back when we created the enhanced stormwater plan, a lot of those pipes were all put in 40 plus years ago. Um, So they're all failing and aging at the same time. So there's a lot of pipes to replace or line. Uh, Swell maintenance, rehab, and renewal that's for our our stormwater crew expenses for sod and, and associated costs with those. And ditch maintenance, same as well that's for our ditch crew that goes in there and maintains our ditches spray aquatic sprays on the ditches. weed control that's for our canal system oversight that we contract that work out, um, freshwater canal dredging. We, we do see a need to continue that. I know that we're doing the East section now, but we're going to need to continue that program moving forward. Um, that is going to be another one that's going to be tied to a future loan just due to the, the cost the magnitude of that type of project um, and then we have some new equipment in there um, in the future so our stormwater swale and ditch rehab program I know council asked us to, to look into the program itself and you know what um, it would mean to add crews and what that cost implication would be. So just to give you a brief overview of what the system is, you know, the, the swales are over 1200 miles along the roadways, typically, you know, within the original ITT platted development of the city, pretty much in front of people's homes. Um, Along with that, we, um, we regrade the swales, but we also go in with our VATCON and, and, clean out the pipes and the structures along the road of this, the system as well. And then, so, so some, are you adding a crew? Well, we'll get to that and have some slides here that get into some detail. I'm just trying to go through some background um, directly, uh, you know, something that directly impacts the, the function of the swale systems are the ditches because the swales flow to ditches which are along the trail runs They're either between homes that go to a canal or at the end of the street, you know, a cul-de-sac and then, then drain over to a canal. So the, the ditches prior to the enhanced stone power program, weren't not maintained. Um, there was no maintenance plan and part of the enhanced plan. We'd added a ditch crew that was a crew that we added and we added some equipment. Um, you can see that, um, special excavator in here, we had a pontoon, um, piece of equipment as well. So we have started maintaining the ditches and they've had a a big impact on the functioning of the swales because if the ditches can't flow, the swales aren't going to flow. So um, that that is a critical component when we look at the swales. So I'll get into that a little more detail here when we in some future slides. So in looking at, you know, how can we have a big impact on addressing citizens concerns with getting to their swale concerns or complaints sooner, providing a a higher level of service, but also making sure from a stormwater perspective that the system's gonna function well, you know, where are we gonna have the biggest bang for our buck? So in in looking at that, what made sense was, you know, adding an additional two swale crews and then two ditch crews to the operation was gonna have the biggest impact. So, um, this outlines what that means. Uh, two swale crews would mean two equipment, I mean, 10 equipment operators, two crew leads, two equipment operators for screening operations. Currently, now we try and uh, piggyback some staff's time. Um, this is actually one of the legacy items that Public Works has been doing a lot of the, the dirt screening. Um, we are transitioning that to stormwater. and this will with four crews, we would need two dedicated permanent staff to do full-time dirt screening operations. So we, we added those two in here, supervisor, additional vac truck would be needed and a water truck for the swales and some equipment, some pickup trucks, dump trucks, gradals. Um two ditch crews would be six operators, two dump trucks, two excavators, two, I get two in uh, two dump trucks. Again, we only really need two dump trucks and two equipment trailers. Um, So looking at some, some costs, you know, there's some startup costs and then there's going to be your ongoing costs. So the initial startup cost is about 1.2 million. These are some high level costs right now, just to give you some preliminary, you know, findings. So the equipment and fuel um, is about 2.7 million and additional sod and debris about 550,000. So the total initial first year cost is, you know, almost four and a half million dollars. The annual cost for staff and equipment and materials annually after that would be about 2.2 million. So it would get us to, to do an additional 25 plus miles of swale a year it would impact about roughly 1500 homes. Um, it definitely would provide an increased level of service. Um, every mile swale impacts approximately 13.5 acres of drainage area. And it really doesn't have a, a, a massive impact on your base flood elevations. Cause if the swales are blacked up again, the water goes in the road and flows down to the ditches. Um, but this outlines those costs the, the ditch program costs, the equipment operators and lead supervisors about 400,000 equipment and fuels about 850 and additional and materials is about 400,000. So the total first year cost is, The annual cost is about $950,000 after that. This would allow us to get into about 30 miles of ditches per year, um, which would impact, you know, about 16,000 homeowners and, and cover about 140 acres of drainage area. And and this is one that has a a much bigger impact on your base floodplain elevations, um, because if the Mm -hmm. ditches. So a lot of them sometimes have higher banks or it, it, it travels or carries a lot more water capacity. So if there's an issue with the ditch, it has a much more impact upstream. So some rough costs, you know, would really require our rate study analysis and update, but some preliminary analysis would be the equipment loan to purchase equipment about 2.25 million for a 10 year loan would be about 40 cents per ERU per month. And then the ongoing cost at 2.2 million a year would be about $3 and 50 cents a month. So just under $4 a month, you could add two swell crews and then the two ditch crews, you know, the equipment loan at 14 cents and then the ongoing cost of a dollar 51, which would be about a dollar 65 a month to add the two ditch crews. Um, so these are some preliminary numbers um, just to give you some perspective of what that would mean. Um, you know, this is one where, if Council wants us to pursue this. We would get the rate consultant back to to really look hard at the numbers and come up with some some more accurate figures for you. How, how long would it take for all this to get into action? <laughs> I um, it, it would take. I, it, I would say if it got incorporated in next year's budget it would probably be the next fiscal year's budget before it's fully implemented because you'd have to acquire a loan. You'd have to get the equipment and you'd have to hire all the staff. You'd have to you know, get them into the rotation and trained up, you know, hiring that many staff at one time is difficult. We typically, you know, it's one of those jobs that you you have high turnover um, as well, keeping them here, especially in a busy construction market is difficult. So it would take a little bit of time. Dr. Doug
1: Aikens is on Zoom, and he will now present the IT Enterprise Fund.
5: Uh, Good morning, Council. For the IT Enterprise Fund, in the current fiscal year, you'll see a slight projected decrease in cell tower revenues. Uh, This is not an actual decrease in ongoing revenues, but rather is related to an overpayment from the tower company. Uh, For revenues for next fiscal year, There is an increase in the fiber revenues with the addition of the Flagler Clerk of Courts contract, as well as an increase to the cell tower revenues based on normal adjustments, accounting for an 8.4% overall increase to the budget. On the expenses side, uh, you'll notice a shift in some dollars from capital outlay to operating expenditures. This shift is for items such as uh, fiber management platform that will enable us to inventory the assets and connections related to our fiber network, as well as other needed equipment to allow us to better monitor and manage the network in real time. Uh, this is also to position us to pursue a second internet provider with be- better physical path and carrier diversity. i uh, be happy to answer any questions you have about this budget.
3: I have none, but, uh... I'd also just like to note that the expenditures and the revenues are matching here. Uh, Councilman Barbosa stepped away, but uh, thank you for the presentation, Doug.
5: Thank you.
1: Thank you, Doug. In closing, we want to remind the public of where they can find all of our budget information. Transparency is very important to us. As in previous years, we have set up a fiscal year 2022 uh, budget preparation link on the city's (laughs) website. (coughs) This is where we will post all of our presentations, budget timeline, any supporting documentations, and the detailed budget worksheets, which also lists the salaries, benefits, operating expenditures. We will work with communications team to make sure we are keeping the public updated on where to find all of this great information. And as a reminder, we will be back on August 3rd. Any questions?
0: Uh, Is that it? For your presentation, yes sir.
1: yes, sir. I
0: do not have any questions at this point. Uh, I have none. Mr. None. Council member Vosz uh, left for a couple of minutes, um, and due to the fact that I usually we don't have any comments uh, on items not on the agenda by uh, the council, but due to the fact that we had opened an, an exception today, I will give my colleagues the opportunity. Do you have any any comments on items, not on the agenda today?
3: Nope, just uh, exercise your uh, right to vote, get out there and vote. And I also just like to thank all the staff for their immense amount of time that goes into preparing these type of presentations and for being diligent enough to go line item by line item to explain to our council where our monies are being spent. So thank you.
0: I did open an exception for us to speak. None? Okay, I have nothing else either. I had, but I don't. So therefore, I'll introduce. Motion
3: to adjourn. Thank you.
0: Meeting adjourned.